0: I think Web3, I realized that it was a blank canvas for us to do what we wanted. And if you were able to pull it off, then you could just do exactly what you want, how you imagine it, you know? The, the hard part is to pull it off. But I think it's a very powerful tool, you know? It's a powerful tool for not only artists, I think anybody, wherever this Web3 movement is going, and technology will take us. I think um, more people will be part of it than they realize, you know.
1: You're listening to Lights, Camera, Crypto, the podcast exploring all things entertainment and Web3. I'm your host, Stephen Latton. And this week, our guest is Nelson G. Navarrete. Nelson, who goes by Nello, is an Emmy-nominated film director and co-founder of Buscando America, which began as the title of a film, and has now grown into a sort of Web3 production company. Nello talks about his start as a music video director, directing music videos for popular Venezuelan hip hop artists, such as Lil Supa and the late Cansebero. He then made his transition to features and earned an Emmy nomination for his HBO Max documentary A la Calle. Now, Buscando America's first feature is being financed by NFTs. And nello details the journey let's dive in nello welcome to the podcast thank you yeah 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 we got a chance to meet at the outer edge conference and had an, had an opportunity for those who, listeners who aren't familiar outer edge was a uh crypto it's a NFT new name for, a yeah, terrible yeah. new name new name right for a web3 conference out here in los angeles and Nello, Nello and I met there, and and he was able to provide more context on uh, his current project, Buscando America, which we'll get into. And you know, as a as a filmmaker, fits uniquely for this this podcast and this audience. And so, what I was really curious about when we first started being was just your journey of filmmaking. You know, you have a deep background in music videos, and I'm just the, the first question that that we haven't talked about yet is was was music and directing was that the intersection for you of your interests growing up how did you get into the music video space into directing and and now into larger feature films man i i
0: don't even know <laughs> i don't i don't even know how i got here <laughs> I was like some uh one of my roommates started uh he, Two of them, two of my roommates. So my, my house became like an immigrant house, you know, like we started like helping each other, especially the youngings. And And um, two of them are rappers, you know, and uh, they just got a mic yesterday, this one. And I was seeing them like find their voice and stuff. I was like, let me get in there. So I, I did a little hook and I was like, I think I still got it somewhere in there. Um, and you know, it's cool to see how like music has always been part of my journey. Um, I actually wrapped. I did a mixtape in 2009. 2009-ish. yeah, When I was trying to find like what to do with my life. And then it's somewhere there. I have to find it. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll mint it. <laughs> but it was like a uh, film just became like a search, you know, for like expression. And music was my form of like representation in a way as an immigrant. Um... When we left Venezuela there was not a lot of Venezuelans in the US and um, I felt like I identified myself a lot with the hip-hop scene and I used to just like bring like CDs you know and just kind of like dive into my headphones and then just feel like that was the voice that was speaking to me and letting me like stay strong you know as like I went through this like weird adaptation phase. And then I just stayed in that lane, you know, I never turned back. It was like, I went back to Venezuela, I just met more, uh, I, I was like getting closer to the scene and being accepted in the scene somehow. <clears throat> and then I just got, I just opened all the doors of my camera, you know, I opened the doors of my uh, DSLR. I was like luckily, lucky enough to ride that initial wave of DSLR and see it really early. So when I brought my camera to Venezuela, I not only had the skills, to test it, and also the passion, but also the camera. You know, at that time, a lot of stuff was in, in tape, so people are like, "What is this digital stuff?" You know, and I feel like the same thing is happening now. Like, we're not we're not doing something crazy revolutionary. We just like we were ready. Maybe we weren't ready <laughs> when when the peak of the market, but we're ready. You know, like people are seeing like, "Oh, what is this like Web three thing?" You know, so it's it's just like the initial wave always.
1: So it, so it sounds like then you you had filmmaking you had you had vision you had you had a desire to create visually and that coincided with your love for hip-hop and that was sort of as you said your your acceptance into the group that was your way in to be a part of this thing that hated, bigger. You know, yeah, yeah it was bigger but also it sounds like spoke to your skill sets too
0: i think it was like a combination of like heart you know like the the passion of like representation in my culture you know um it's weird it's like culture of a subculture you know um a quick example is like uh you know mexico for example it's a huge country right and it has a huge influence here in the u.s because of their migration so for the hip-hop that i would share with my peers was like oh look at this uh i don't know cypress hill aquit a lot of like chicano influenced hip-hop and I was like yeah I like it you know but I don't feel like 100 percent represented but listen to this stuff you know like La Corte or like really early stuff from Venezuela that for me was like it you know but for them was like kind of this weird thing and Venezuela never got its like voice in the world until I made those videos with that guy and that guy that I work with eventually became like the biggest one so it was weird going from like somebody who consumed it to somebody who was like helping it grow. Sure. And that, that kind of helped open the doors for me. And it's it's one of the things that people know me for. It's so funny, like, it might be the thing. <laughs> I hope not, because I want to make more movies, you know? But, you know, and, and it was my, my way. I always wanted to rap, but as soon as I heard that kid, I was like, okay. <laughs> I, if I can't be better than him, like, what am I doing? You know, like, I want to help him grow. Sure. And I was And I started to fall in love with film. So film was like my tool. And that guy had no videos, Cancerbero, He has zero videos when I found him. So I was like, all right, this guy's a jewel. He's like a gem in creation. And I'm gonna make his videos, you know? Also, I came from the States and I had like a little more understanding of like YouTube and I don't know, like filming concert. There was like, we, we usually set the trend here, you know? Fortunately or unfortunately. And if you really pay attention, there's tools there for you to use, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm what's interesting is you then became part of as you're saying you call it a movement you you became part of what you had a connection to in a really big way you know yeah and and that's and that's kind of awesome and having the foresight and knowing okay hey i I think that's really awesome as you just said you know if you couldn't be better than this guy then how can you support him knowing that you know everybody one ship rises everybody yeah forward. you know
0: i was like and then it's funny because we started making music videos oh no no my goal was to always make a documentary about him you know like i was because i was studying filmmaking and documentary and and like throwing stories so i was uh, i was like this guy's a story you know and then i'm like how am i going to tell stories somebody who hasn't really like <laughs> got his shit together you know so i was like okay well or we were we decided together to make a couple music videos and and recorded like the I don't know his presence in the scene and like touring and stuff like that and then he died he got killed and then I didn't make the documentary (laughs) and now there's like a big fight over his like um his uh rights his copyrights you know so I'm like uh nobody's making it I mean sure you guys could try but no no filmmaker no true filmmaker sat with him so if I don't make it, I don't, I'm not giving this shit to anybody. Right, <laughs> It's mine.
1: Well, is that, is that something that you, you would want, you still want to do at some point? I mean, I feel like I have to,
0: I have to close an, like, a, an era for myself. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's like the shortest documentary, cause I wasn't that good at it before, but I have to make something out of it to transfer from my hard drive in my head to the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big battle for creatives when they are constantly making things happen and searching for how to express themselves. Sometimes their art gets stuck, you know, for some reason, you know, like this is an external reason, but I also have some short films or even some music videos. I never made it out because I just like didn't like it. I was like, this does not represent what I want, you know? Right, right. And that, that takes a toll. On people you know because you, you put a lot of effort and it doesn't get like it doesn't matter if it gets plot or not but it doesn't like it, it doesn't become another form you know it doesn't it's just not born so then that birth when it doesn't happen i feel like it has a big effect on people so right. so i i want somehow to move on from that eventually and it's hard because i keep getting better you know and like growing and then i have that really early material that is not completed you know so i'm like It's gonna be really tough. If I put, if I pull that off, it's gonna be crazy.
1: Well, and I mean, you could conceivably though come. It's almost like the evolution of you as a filmmaker aids whatever you're gonna end up creating. Yeah. If 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 that ends up, you know. That's
0: how I always saw it. But then, like, it's kind of like imagine if you and your homies just kind of start working on. You know, you start working on this podcast, right? and then eventually just like you interview someone and then you become homies with him and then he becomes big and then so big that it's like unexpected and then you have some material right and then you and like the few people that were around him have that material but not everybody wants to be that one person that tells a story you're not going to want to let go of your material you know so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like i would let it go honestly like But yeah, but you have to be better than me. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be way better, you know, otherwise I can't. Well, and 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 have a passion for that. Yeah. The story have to speak to you, you know, for sure, for sure. Not to talk shit like somebody was doing like a biopic. It's they're trying to do a biopic. But honestly, like, I don't think they're making it with the true heart. And Mm -hmm. I didn't resonate initially with the first conversation. So but I was open, you know, I was like, okay, let's talk, you know. But I don't think they were interested in what I had to say, more so than I was part of it. So right. it's like, yo, this is part of my life, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: if you don't really resonate with what I'm saying. like, I'm curious how that drive that you just expressed has, how did that sort of lead you from music videos to, as you mentioned, your, your Emmy-nominated uh, HBO project? And, and how did that move you through those... Different mediums into where you are now, you know, deeply in the intersection of filmmaking and Web3.
0: Honestly, I got here through my instinct, you know, um, one step in front of the other, doing exactly what I feel I have to do in the moment, you know. Sometimes it's very difficult because as creatives, we don't have the tools we require. And I've never had the tools I wanted, never, ever, ever. It was, it's filmmaking is always like, you know you want to get here and then you have half of the shit and then you have to make it work you know and i think um honestly i don't know that documentary we we just got lucky we got lucky we also had like a good infrastructure that looked good and felt
1: good but i don't think we're prepared for that (laughs) so you you've been kind of doing what you can with what you had and then had success from that
0: yeah you know like i made those videos with Cancerbero and then i made some with little Supa, who's also like a hip-hop legend um and you know i always wanted to do music videos in a way that was a story a narrative you know that's the only thing that you see consistent with all my work it's like there's always a story you know even the smallest thing so i feel like i was always exploring filmmaking more than just like creating videos Throughout the process, I, you know, I wanted to make a documentary about Cancervero. I made a short film. I did a small documentary uh, about little Supa that also never came out. <laughs> and that's the cycle I have to close eventually. Uh, and it didn't come out because of the Cancervero stuff because we said some stuff there that Supa didn't like. So I was like, oh, God, this, the, the, you know, this thing just keeps chasing us. Um, and then we made a couple documentaries, short docs. And somehow my co-finder, I had a production company in the Bay Area where one of the co-founders, Max, shout out to Max, he found himself in a meeting with uh, Greg Little, and Greg um, mentioned that he had access to this story of Leopoldo Lopez, who's a political prisoner, was a political prisoner in Venezuela, or still kind of like a political prisoner. and they didn't know what to do with the material it was kind of like stuck in some other filmmakers hands and they they like he wanted to help basically and then max like well my co-founder is venezuelan (laughs) i'm sure we could pull that off (laughs) and then Max showed up and he's like oh we got this thing we got this meeting let's go and then i don't know just we just kind of figure it out we have some good mentors you know i asked some people around they're like oh i just make a trailer and then we're like we start hitting up people in venezuela and then you know by the time we realized it we knew what we were doing you know like um i think like filmmaking and story like story driven films are like a form of art you know that if you do it once you could do it twice and mm-hmm. then
1: you know we did that and you know
0: somehow we made that shit happen
1: <laughs> yeah well in in your i think you're referring to right the story just storytelling in general if you if you if you're able to tell a good story it doesn't necessarily matter what medium it is. it's just learning what that medium is and and how to as you were saying use those tools but the the essence of telling that story in a way that's compelling that people can find interesting is if you if you, if you have that i mean you, you've you've got the bare essentials yeah and and
0: you know there's always so, like i'm always uh, making something that resonates somehow you know I always search for that one thing and i don't do it on purpose you know it's just like what is that thing that is speaking to me and mm, that's kind of what we're doing buscando america you know we we just keep searching and searching and searching and well a la calle the last project i did i learned a huge amount of things but the biggest thing was how to produce a film you know like, wh- like, how much does it cost to do this? Like, how long does it take to do that? You know, and, and this big cycle of a feature, because that shit takes a long time. I was coming from, like, shorter rewards, you know, like quick dopamine, and this shit takes a long time, you know? But I like it more. I feel like it's more, like, rewarding. It's, it's less rewarding, but p- personally, it's more rewarding, you know? Sure. So, like, I could ride, like, a longer, like, rhythm,
1: you know? And, and with the current Web3 tools, I know you've said previously that the intersection of Web3 sort of coincided with your ascension as a filmmaker in terms of where the tech went and where your career was going and stuff like that. Do you feel now that with Buscanda America, it's just, it's a natural fit and that's why you went in that direction to... to create mints around the film and and basically create five stages of engagement around the five stages of traditional filmmaking i mean it's it's a very unique process that you guys have embarked upon for for this film so question being is that both a mix of intentionality and a product of what's available to you man that's such a good conversation
0: um I think Web3, I realized that it was a blank canvas for us to do what we wanted. And if you were able to pull it off, then you could just do exactly what you want, how you imagine it, you know. The the hard part is to pull it off. But I think it's a very powerful tool, you know. It's a powerful tool for not only artists. I think anybody, wherever this Web3 movement is going and technology will take us. I think um more people will be part of it than than they realize you know I was trying to make a little video like saying thanks because we we've had like a really good response from the community like even more web 2 than web 3 community like what is this crazy documentary you guys made it's crazy like the documentary is getting good response and then the collection is getting great response but the documentary is like becoming like viral on its own and it's weird because this is a documentary yeah
1: So what was essentially a a documentary slash promotional, basically a promotional asset yeah. in the form of a documentary is now you're saying, getting more traction than you expected yeah. it's kind of having a life of its own outside yeah. of the bigger <laughs> yeah. project that you guys are creating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, it makes sense because we're filmmakers, you know, but we didn't intend that to have such an impact. We kind of made it honestly, we were trying to make the collection and like search for these characters for the movie and somehow like you know like i feel like when you're in your craft for long enough then you don't really hesitate to make something like good you know but we were supposed to do a behind the scenes quick behind the scenes of the project and then just like we gathered so much material that we just had to cut and cut and cut and cut and And then (laughs) ended up being 20 minutes and then that's when we realized okay this Buscando america project is too big It's too ambitious we have to do it in phases you know we can't like expect this to especially with the market you know like that um we can not expect this to be like a huge sellout and like people to understand right away because they won't because we don't you know we're still building it so let's just come out with what we have and it's clean enough and it's well thought and it's just digested and then we figure out what comes next with the community you know so
1: and 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 how how different is that from the previous projects you've worked on your your last film your you know previously before that music videos anything you've made previously how how much of a asset and and how much of a different factor is having the community's involvement in the development and through as you're saying every stage of this filmmaking process
0: man um it's very different it's very different i don't really understand it yet honestly i'm I'm still like going with emotions you know like we we created a telegram and um we keep adding people and the conversation keeps growing i added you recently and it just feels a little surreal you know the response that people are having and then like seeing so many like like the connection between like the web three people that are key decision makers and the web two people coming together and i still don't know how to tap into the community yet you know like how much do you really put out before it becomes annoying you know like i know that's what we're supposed to do grow with the community but how much of it do we want to do but it's such a powerful tool you know we just want to do it very organic we just want to like grow and then see how we adapt and then and then just keep understanding that what we're doing is very unique you know um totally and and, then unique to us too you know unique to us
1: and I think you're underscoring a really interesting point which is people might take for granted or or assume okay hey I have this community I just have to interact with them but what you're highlighting is how you know what's the what's the proper quote-unquote way what's the most effective way and that just like everything else seems like through the iterations of trial and error and and asking the community what they want and but also knowing how to guide and facilitate and take you know it it seems like a very evolving process on you just in that facet alone it's funny because we're like we're
0: a big community you know and then everybody like it's become so big that every time i talk to somebody that it's in Buscando America's conversation They're like I have this idea and what do you guys do this and then like right now I got a little distracted because the metadata is not loading yet you know but it's on purpose I guess we're missing like one file or something so it hasn't been uploaded but then we're getting messages from like people in the community like yo what happened like why is this not loading Da-da-da. I'm like oh shit like they're more attentive to what's happening than me <laughs> so it's it's a little strange, you know, like the project has like taken a little bit of a life of its own, and we haven't even made the movie. <laughs> it's so weird, honestly. Like I'm still kind of like, what's happening?
1: Well, and that and that seems to be sort of a a trend I've noticed where projects are getting the audience first, perhaps where at or or the community around an idea or a piece of art or in this case, a film where initially it was okay hey here's here's the final product let's build a community around that now there seems to be a trend too where community is being cultivated and built either side by side the the end product or well in advance so you're you're kind of doing intentionally or not something that is happening in other examples too in that regard yeah and it seems to be the way, you
0: know. I guess like that's you have to create that foundation before you release a project if you want people to support you, you know. And and we never really tried to intentionally create a community, you know. We never really like incentivize people to follow us or like I don't know, like really pay attention to what we're doing. We just we just did it, you know. Like NFT NYC last year, we showed the documentary we did a lot of IRL stuff you know we i I was also very active on spaces and talking about our stuff but not everybody really understands what we're doing honestly like what, <laughs> the people that the people that are helping and are like you know engaging like you are i think are like oh shit okay this is something crazy that's brewing the people who are kind of like ignoring it I don't know why they're ignoring it i don't know if it's like a personal thing i don't know if they don't really resonate with the project it's still like a puzzle i'm trying to solve and i know i'm not gonna win everybody um but when i see like the response the positive response versus the kind of like the just like not paying attention type of feeling i'm still deciphering that like why is that especially with people who have engaged a lot or people in the film three community, you know, like there's people in the film three community who are like leaders or or like people who have' had like many spaces with who haven't even got a like from you know, and I'm like like do you feel like we're competing like what's happening here you know, like I thought this shit was for us to build together, sure. <laughs> what happened to the whole narrative, bro, I don't see it, you know
1: right 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 i mean the the whole idea of community and supporting one another would be. <laughs> you would think would encapsulate those fellow filmmakers support I mean yeah especially in film
0: film three is such a small ecosystem you know it's just a really small crowd you know but I don't I might get crucified for this but I don't think we in film three know our tribe yet you know I think we're still trying to find our tribe and it's okay you know it's okay I think like photography community has a tribe you know they do yeah Yeah. um i think like i don't know 3d render has a tribe like everybody has a tribe and they're still kind of finding you know everybody's like finding their space but i don't know also i mean films take a long time to make you know so we can't expect ourselves to come together at the right like with the right message you know we have some good leaders. For sure like shout out to julie pacino she's really like honest you know she's honest and she's like aware that shit that's that's the signs of a good leader you know she's aware of her surroundings she's very like um she's very direct with her thoughts and she's been like a really good like mentor in this process you know even though like this is not my first film she went through the emotions already you know so she has some good yeah no Julie's great yeah yeah and shout out to like David Bianchi he's also he's also a good leader um I think those are the type of people who just like put their head down and like grind you know and they just like they know the impact they have on the community not only film three community but like on their surroundings by like working you know by creating results But i feel like they also know they're held accountable so they they know they're somewhat of a public figure and they know how to like communicate you know and i and i feel like that's that's the type of leadership that we need you know um and i and i feel like there's a lot of people who are like in in here with the right intentions but uh but movements are created with one particular mission you know which is elevate each other you know i don't think Mm -hmm. movements like i'm and i've been part of a few movements you know one of them is like hip-hop in venezuela and that shit was like raw you know and and dangerous and you know you don't take missteps in that you know you have to like always be somebody who has their coats together and that's the reason why Cansevero blew up is because it was a movement you know and everybody swam maybe not in the same direction but with the same intention was which was elevate hip-hop from venezuela and even if we didn't like each other we actually shot out each other because we were feeding of each other's energy to like get better you know it was like a healthy competition like hip-hop you know hip-hop is a healthy competition you know
1: right so so it was understood that there was something bigger that you were all working toward rather than your individual successes would help move everything forward but it was less about Oh, he got this i where's my you know it was it mm-hmm. was if he gets it i'm getting it too
0: exactly like he's gonna drag this i don't know this podcast you know this like post or like this like award and then it's gonna get the eyes on venezuela and like that was beautiful that was part of a movement and honestly that's one of the things that i engaged the most with web3 at the beginning and then eventually i found my tribe you know what i mean um i found like my homies are animus and like everybody who's like rocking with us understands what we're doing outside of like our project you know it's just like we connect as individuals you know and the energy so that's my tribe (laughs) whoever resonates you know
1: for sure and 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 what would you say is similar to the movement from the venezuelan music scene when you were starting there to the movement that Buscando America is is helping cultivate now, like similarities. Yeah how how is how is the you mentioned with the music scene at that time? It was this raw yeah. energy, you know. What's... I mean, I just
0: found myself in both. So it's what I know, you know. I always try to speak to what I know. Um, similarities are that it, th- we were trying to tell stories, you know, as creatives, and we didn't have all the tools but we had like a community that had that the same vision you know which is elevate hip-hop from Venezuela and we knew there was other like entities out there doing something similar or whatever um but we believe in what we were doing you know in the power of like of consuming within our circle you know that was the message like it you know like I I kind of I could dissect it in many ways but the way I feel is that hip-hop in Latin America has always been, like, pushed to the side, right? There's there's this industry that comes from big labels to exploit, uh, like, music in Spanish, and the injection of resources was always made to, like, reggaeton and, like, more, like, danceable music, you know? So hip-hop went, like, separated himself from reggaeton and then went into this whole underground, like, move and it start, it started from the bottom you know it started like consuming like one by one you know and there's stories like los aldeanos who is like a hip-hop crew from uh cuba who had like crazy story and they used to make their music in like a shitty little computer and like they didn't have internet back then so their music was leaving cuba by hand to hand you know they they were pressing cds so it was actually it was a movement you know it was a movement and i feel like when web 3 started it was that you know it was a movement and you know and even like hip-hop from Venezuela kind of like got swayed into this whole other thing now you know like the next generation kind of like lost a little bit of like the passion that we have but it's okay you know it, eventually they'll get it back and it's up to us like people who kind of like I'm not that OG but I'm kind of stuck in the middle but we up until my generation we had the respect of everybody you know like it was kind of like man we're beefing so hard but we know you're here you know um the next generation i lost it a little bit and you know I, I i don't know like that's like decades you know i can't compare that to like web three so but i do feel like it is a movement you know we're fighting a little bit of like a established industry um we're doing it as a community uplifting each other uh yeah that's it's moving really like natural you know so i think it's there to stay you know it's here to stay that's what we're doing
1: and and do you think do you think then that Buscanda america is sort of the next phase of the community that was built with venezuelan hip-hop i mean it's it's you've mentioned it before it's kind of integrated into Buscando america because that's where you guys you know that was where you came from so is it is it an entirely separate community or is it is it one that we you know has its roots in exactly what you were talking about in terms of healthy competition and stuff like that yeah yeah for sure It's and it's crazy the people that
0: came out of there like a lot of a lot of good stories and and um just kind of like narratives that people look back to and are like oh remember that era where this happened and then you know I don't know I don't know i run into homies that were in hip-hop and then everybody has a different story a different version a different way to see it um and i think it was we were just grounded and in tune with ourselves and and then just kind of like created a movement you know and then that's kind of how i feel i see what's happening now when you go to like i don't know nft events and you see each other and then you know bigger i'm talking bigger than film three now um uh everybody's like creating with their passion you know and then exploring their Avenue and then you support each other and then you collaborate sometimes and then like you help each other grow like you consume each other's product it's a movement you know it's a movement I think it's weird that people don't see it you know I I still don't understand and I'm I'm trying (laughs) I'm trying to get like (laughs) my homies that are not in web3 to like come like check it out you know but there's a gap you know and I feel like if you don't understand it or like really enjoy it then it's okay you know it's also okay to like see it from like a side and be like okay because I I feel like not everybody wants to like be so technological not everybody wants to mint their art or like even purchase other people's art you know um there's plenty of people who understand that we're doing a crowdfund but they don't care They're, they're like Like I want to help, but I'm not opening a metamask. That's too much work. Like, well, it's really not that much work, but I understand, you know.
1: Yeah, and do you do do you see that as sort of a drawback to? Is that is that a hurdle that will eventually be overcome when mass adoption hits, or is that something that is just something to be aware of as you guys move forward with? We'll just move forward in the space. It's definitely like
0: weird you know for people (laughs) who don't really understand it it's like strange most people are like um most people are even me you know like why why do we have to have 12 keys and this and that and like like it's not friendly yet I think you know and I I do it you know whatever like it's the way it is I do it but it's still not that friendly and I get like decentralization and like you know like I don't know. It's like traditional web two tools are not like the safest. I I understand why, but people don't care <laughs> enough. Yeah, you know, until everything starts moving that way, because we didn't. We you know I know plenty of people who didn't like the Gmail system or like using I don't know whatever. Like even Instagram, you know, or so many social medias. There's there's plenty of people I know who have no social media <laughs> still.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy to me you know but eventually it will happen it, it may be increasingly hard to unless you have such an established brand outside of social media where you don't need it if you're yeah. trying to come up as an artist in, in any field that it, it seems now unless it's unless people have access to that art without social media it, you mm-hmm. kind of you know it's, it, it seems like a an integral tool to Help promote we, whatever. We depend going. on it, you right, know. Right, we depend right.
0: on it, now. and yeah. I think eventually we'll depend on whatever it's happening. You know, I don't know how. I think it's just gonna become this transactional technology. You know, um more than like collecting ish. We we're, we're gonna be like, I don't know, like going to concerts with that and things like that. You know, like simple use, like the metro ticket the fucking the gas pass whatever you know all the shit that we use now it's going to be kind of like coming together into like one quick transaction you know that you hold
1: right but not yet so you see it more as gateways and 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 access to different call it art interests
0: yeah different interests you know different individual interests um I think about how many subscriptions we have nowadays you know (laughs) and how annoying that is even to find like where you know where your password is where like things like that um i don't know maybe because the idea of decentralization is important you know so i don't know how how long uh we could like keep combining everything to like one wallet that type of thing you know but yes consumption is going to be like access i think
1: well, right. And, and it seems like then the, that's the, the sort of line things we'll have to straddle is, is decentralization and practical use and ease of use and, and how do those two things intersect without, with creating something new that isn't repeating what already exists. You know, it's a, it's no small task.
0: It's not, it's not, but for now I think it's okay. You know, I think what makes it fun and interesting and like challenging is that it's not massively adopted. And if it doesn't get massively adopted, it's okay too, you know. Maybe it'll become something that it's just it, you know, it is what is defined by the movement and it stays that way, you know, and that's okay too, you know. I don't think we have to like chase mass adoption, you know. Sure. Um,
1: sure. I think it would just happen also by but leading by example too you know in in terms of leading by example you mentioned how you learned a lot from your your last film what have you learned so far from this current project that's going to help propel it forward as you guys move forward and also sort of influence the content that you'll be creating as the weeks and months continue? Man,
0: I've learned to just go with the flow. (laughs) I've always gone with the flow, but this shit is like insane. You have to also learn to like not sleep, (laughs) to (laughs) function with little sleep. Uh, I feel like every founder Regardless of how much money you have, you are battling a lot of things, you know, that in a traditional Web 2 structure or, like, any structure that's non-Web 3 is so different, you know. It's really hard to wrap my head around what the hell is going on, you know. Like, before, like, I feel like the system of a client is challenged, you know, uh, responding to, like, a few groups that decides where your project goes, it's also like very different, you know? Like usually, regardless if it's like, you know, you're working with like a corporation, it's a client that you have to like do work and then send and they send notes back and then that's the way that the project finishes. Or you have like, I don't know, executive producer that puts the money or a group of executive producers and then they kind of like, you know, taking this journey that they shouldn't (laughs) because they shouldn't really tell you as a creative much you know but I understand it's an investment so that's the way it works but it's just it's still a small core you know so from that to like now you're just leading with the audience you know and it's weird because like sometimes the audience would not say what they feel you know they just disengage so how do you read that they
1: they just ghost you
0: yeah they ghost you man it's crazy and i do it we all do it you know there's so many projects so many things happening and then like imagine if there's a saturation of media already happening and now we're moving into this trend who that might stay or might not where we consume as a community so then we all consumers and we're all creators so what the fuck is gonna happen Mm -hmm. like we you know like we're gonna triple down on like consumption and creation that, I don't know I don't even I can't even keep up with like I don't know YouTube or
1: Netflix well it, it's, it seems like the ability to choose what you want like you can be more intentional with what you consume in a way that pre-web 3 you were limited by what was distributed to you and then if you wanted to go out of your way to find Other things that you were that resonated with you. It was more. It was more onus on the consumer to try to find something that wasn't being pushed. Whereas now, it might be that if you have a desire for a specific type of art or a specific type of music or a specific way of looking at the world or films, whatever it may be, those communities it seems are more accessible now with Web three because the heart of all that is community. So people wanting to support and see the same things there's a there's a easier outlet than say back in the day which was i don't know what, what was it, a facebook group like you would <laughs> you would join to, to that's true that's true you know? that's not that long ago right so well in, in in terms of advancements and stuff like that where do you guys see like you're currently with buscando america you're, you're currently in you're still in phase one yeah development we call it development development right and 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 what what can we expect to see in the coming months from from the project itself and and what kind of timeline do you foresee it being the you know the overall completion of the film being on man (laughs) that's such a good question ideally ideally
0: we would like to finish writing by July and then you know, like finish, like script, doctor everything, lock the script by July, August, and then start pre-pro, so, so we can film in like February. Um, there's only two month, two like time slots that we could film in Medellin. One is January, February, and then one is like June, July, because Medellin is a rainforest. So in the other months, like we timed it, you know, and the, it's the best sun and the least amount of rain. Because um you could just be sitting right there full sun and then like you look back and then here comes the giant grey monster. (laughs) And then you're like, oh shit, put your equipment away. Like it's crazy, you know? They it rains and it's like heavy rain. So it's hard to you know plan a whole film around that. So we know those are are two windows. So we either shoot so hopefully we're shooting in January. But also depends a lot on um how you know this this collections do and like what happens with the market and because I know if we stay consistent like the community is going to grow and we're going to be able to do many other mints you know and we want to focus on like uh like just like micro transactions and like not necessarily like quantity of like big sales, you know but more so like interaction too and that the whole ecosystem makes sense you know like we're in the development stage and we don't want to come out with a collection that has nothing to do with our project because we need some money you know so if it doesn't make sense then we're not going to put it out you know so also i think we're building towards uh i think partnerships are important for this era um i think we'll see we'll see what happens you know but i'll put it out there maybe manifest it but a couple like bigger companies that can help us like co-produce and get to the finish line i think will be key And the metrics, I think, are important in this stage, you know, like uh, especially all the organic growth that the project is happening, is having. Um, So I don't know. I don't know. Ideally, ideally, we shoot next year for sure. I don't know when exactly. But ideally next year. But, you know, like we're in this together, you know, with a team, and we know we're going to have to swim until we get it done, and we're going to do it right because neither Alex or myself are like, Playing around, you know, this is not a game for us. <laughs> sure. This is gonna be our baby. And if you study every great director, they have that one film that put him in the
1: next stage, and
0: this is gonna be it for us. We know it. We want it to be,
1: you know. Love it. Well, Nello, appreciate you taking the time to to chat. Where can people go to support Buscando America and and how can they find you and engage and, and continue to help the mission?
0: most socials are buscando america and it's a three instead of a e um we can lock down the the original name everywhere so it's hard um but buscando america you could also i mean if you go to our website everything is there so it's buscandoamerica.co, um and i encourage people to check it out because it's it's interactive we try to make it like as cool and different as possible uh and our socials too you know mine is Anello uh, nello ggn and um jane silva is our executive producer and alex Ulises is our other director so us three are like the core and then we have a really long and big list of team members and might as well give him a shout out our homie tomal he's uh the creative director behind the brand and the whole like presentation of how we do this. Uh, He's been so key for us, man, it's crazy. Um, Tomal is a visionary. And then uh, Natalia and Laura and Maria Jimena, they're our legal team, so we had to like bulletproof ourselves in like every little corner we could. And they've been like key for us as well. Uh, Our homie Dos uh, is a web developer. Will, 3D artist, and our team in Medellin of producers, Los Mejias and Vega, they've been key also it's crazy a lot of these people in our team are homies you know but they just kind of saw their project and they're like i want to help and then you know it's like we literally got here by community you know mm. and we and we're still going to keep growing hopefully with that uh incentive you know to like make this project with our homies and the people who resonate with it you know
1: love it well, Nello, appreciate you taking the time and, and sharing everything and uh, look forward to seeing the community and your collective success uh, in the coming months. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lights, Camera, Crypto, a podcast produced by Matt Bogart and Essential Media. Music by Brian Duncan and Kareem Imes. If you enjoyed this experience, be sure to rate and subscribe to our show and to follow at Slattin and at Decentral Media for additional content.